It is Correct Opinions on Wrestling. You're George. You're Melissa. I'm Melissa. And this is AEW's Winter is Coming for Dynamite for December 2nd, 2020. And, uh... This is not going to be a normal version of this podcast. No, it is not. I'm actually nervous about doing this podcast because I couldn't figure out how to do this correctly. Because this was the single most important wrestling show. In 20 years. In 20 years. So I'll get through the pre-card. I don't think, I think we need to get right to it. And then we'll go back and do the pre-card. Or maybe we won't. Who knows? I don't even know why we're saying pre-card. It's on the card. But, uh... We need to get right to it. I feel like we need to, get to paint a picture. There's been three revelations tonight. And, uh, let's start with the first one. Okay. So about midway through the show, we have the Darby Cody Hobbs uh, Starks match. Anyway, the match happens because we'll, we'll we'll mention what happens later, but we need to get to what is fucking important, and I'm sure you all already know. Well, one thing I want to I want to state here is even knowing what's coming, and oh boy, will we get to what's coming very quickly. Cody still comes out after no, no, the no, TNT no. champion. I don't want to bitch about that right now. The, the, we're getting right to the important part. We can go back and bitch later. Here's the important part: the match is over. Nightmare Family and Team Taz are brawling. The lights go out. A visual comes up on the Tron. Do they call it the Titan Tron? Whatever. Well, we are. The screen. It is a the snowy... The Tony Tron. It is a snowy winter is coming scene mm. of a forest. Crows fly. Who could it be? Who could it be now? Fucking Sting. Sting is back on TNT Wrestling after 20 years. I'm sure you already know. But if you don't know, do you understand what I'm saying right now? Fucking Sting walked out. It's snowing inside the building on him. He looks great. He looks epic. He pulls out his baseball bat. I I can't even properly describe how awesome this was. There are no words. I didn't know if I was going to throw up or cry. It was too much for me. Too much excitement. I can't handle that much excitement. This but is, it happened. This is the kind of thing they're going to be talking about in 30 years from now. Fuck, longer than that. I just, I could not believe it. He comes out, fucking Tony Schiavone, says, it's Sting. Everyone's losing their goddamn minds. He comes out to the ring, he stares down Arn, he stares down Cody. Then he gets to Darby. And he really gives Darby a good long look. And I don't know how long this lasted, but I feel like for me, like it felt like it was a half hour of Sting just out there because I could not process it. It was fucking amazing. I'm sure people already know. But if you don't know, if you haven't seen it... Sting is back on Turner Television on a professional wrestling 
program. My God in heaven. And apparently next week he's going to speak. He's going to speak. But I, I can't even with this. Too much excitement. Now let me just say. This would have been enough. This would have, mm. on any other pay-per-view. This, this wasn't even a pay-per-view. It was free TV. Can we just say they gave this show away on free television? This episode of Dynamite made every WrestleMania I've seen in person. And we've been to three of them. Yeah, I mean, what was that from like? 20... 2016 to through 2018. Yeah. 32 and, through 34. I mean, it made those look like a sick fucking joke. Um, so yeah, that would have been enough. I already had too much excitement. I said, please, Tony Khan, no more excitement. I've had enough. This will last me months. You're going to get tired of winning. Please, I'm tired of winning, Tony Khan. But no. <laughs> but no, there's fucking more. And I mean. This would have been enough. This would have been historic. This They gave wrestling fans tonight more than WWE has given wrestling fans in 20 years. Easily. Easily. Combined. Oh, okay. So then I feel like also we should just skip to the main event. Oh my god, okay. Like, I feel like we can go back and do the play-by-play after. But well, I maybe think... not at all, because it doesn't matter. But this main event was the the same level of historic as Shane McMahon from the Gund Arena in Cleveland, Ohio, saying that the name on the WCW contract says McMahon, but it doesn't say Vince McMahon. Honestly, I get what you're getting at. Well, I don't give fucking shit about that compared to this. Well, let me just say then that this is the most excited. <laughs> but as a kid. Yes. I'm trying to put myself in that uh, mentality. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is the most excited I've been about a wrestling development since Stone Cold turned with McMahon on The Rock at WrestleMania 17. I have not been this excited for wrestling since that time mm -hmm. this this is a revolution this is historic yeah. this yeah this and well i feel like we should say who wins kenny omega kenny oh fucking mega the best bout machine the cleaner is your new aew world's champion after some fuckery oh some fuckery all of the fuckery oh and who's involved in this fuckery? Fucking Don Callis, who was at commentary. And uh, Kenny wins after this fuckery, grabs the belt. Don Callis grabs Kenny, is fucking ripping him through the backstage. The roster is back there to shit on him. Yelling at him. What a great... Like, that Marviz... Is just... hmm. Is in the parking lot like a fucking ninja waiting to get a word with Kenny. And Don Callis tells him, oh, they'll have something to say on, on Tuesday. Tuesday night. On Tuesday. What? Tuesday, you might ask. Tuesday? What do you mean? 
AEW is on Wednesday night. Oh, it's because they're going to do it on fucking Impact. Holy shit balls. This is the sound of my hands rubbing together. There can can we just be clear in the history of professional wrestling, there has never been anything like this. Not once. I I'm so excited. And if you think you can point to a point in time where there's been something like this, please be the first and let us know in the comments below. But you can't. And as soon as I realized that this portal to Impact was open, I can't help but go, oh, please, women's division. Please, Impact women's division. Help us. And Help us at AEW. And here's the thing. If they could keep this secret, and I don't know how they kept this secret. I have no idea. It's one thing, okay, yeah, Kenny's going to win. Yeah, okay, maybe they kept that secret. I don't know. But to keep this secret, what else were they keeping secret? What about the second show? The internet's already blowing their fucking minds up. Blowing their minds up. Boom, boom. Yeah, they think that Tony... Owns Impact. And would that be impossible at this point? No, I don't know if that's what's happening, but I mean, it's not beyond possible. The mind that could bring this to fruition is absolutely capable of stealth buying this other promotion. The number two promotion buys the number three promotion in the U.S. And they are going to absolutely slaughter WWE. WWE is at the weakest point they've been at in 20 years. I'm pretty sure it's more than 20 years. And uh, I just can't help but think all those fucking heads over there at WWE watching this, because you know they watch this, pinching their scrotes so bad... I mean, I feel like somebody should check to make sure Vince McMahon's still alive. Did he have a stroke? I mean, it's just amazing to me that, like, they had Sting under contract. Did nothing with him. Did fucking nothing. I'm just so excited. I feel like when Sting came out, I almost cried a little bit. Because I just feel so happy for him. Because he goes to fucking WWE. Finally gives in. Goes to WWE. Do y'all remember that WrestleMania where... He has this big epic match with fucking Triple H and they fucking make him lose. Mm. Oh my god, Sting is in WWE. What is a huge deal. Oh, he lost. Did we ever get Sting versus The Undertaker? No. Mm. You know you didn't. Mm. I would have remembered that. It's too fucking late for that. Yeah, fuck that. I don't care. I just want Sting to fucking get what he deserves. Uh. Uh, I like, can't even. Woo! I mean, are we going to talk about the rest of this card? I mean, not. I don't want to. I mean, I'll go over it real quick if you want. I mean, there's good stuff on the card. It's just like <sighs> after that. I mean, there's the opening match. The rest of it's kind of a dud. Okay, let's just go through it quickly. Battle Royale. The Diamond Battle Royale was actually... Good. I hate clusterfuck matches, but I thought this one was actually really good. The last two people fight next week. Um, so 
I mean, just like any other battle royale, they set up like little programs and feuds during the match. So you get Sean Spears and Scorpio got stuff going on. Imagine giving a fuck about that after everything that happened tonight. I know it's hard to even say. It's hard to even say. I mean, you got you're setting up Sammy and MJF. Not mad at that. The, the question mark of Hangman and the Dark Order getting along happens. Um, I mean, Hangman, I, I just want to say here, I'm going to play Booker here. I want to see Hangman come in, take control of the Dark Order, and use that to lead him to a victory over Kenny Omega and the heel elite. Like, I honestly, I can't even book right now. I don't like booking anyway, but I can't even book right now. I'm just fucking still processing everything. Uh, here's a development during the Battle Royale. Matt Hardy throws out John Silver. Gets booed. Sound about him. So they were definitely setting up Matt Hardy as a bad guy. I thought Miro actually looked good. This is the first time I thought Miro actually looked good since he's been in AEW. I know you're not about the beefy boys, but honestly, that's a... Uh... He did a good, beefy boy, psychotic look, I thought, in this match. Yeah, he's got that typical big guy wrestling personality thing going on. But compared to the, ooh, I'm mad about this arcade machine, it was refreshing. Yeah, I yeah, he actually looked good. Um, Jungle Boy looked good. I thought for a second they were going to give it to Jungle Boy. Yeah. I really did. I don't think they've done anything with Jurassic Express in a long time, so... I don't know what's going on there. But, but in the end. Yeah, in the end, we end up with MJF and Orange. So that's what we're getting next week to see who gets the ring. Orange Cassidy has to get the ring next week. I feel either way about it. All right. <laughs> then we had Kazarian versus Jericho. Jericho wins. Who gives a shit? I mean, honestly, this was a nothing match. Um... I thought Kazarian looked good, but I thought Jericho seemed like he was winded the entire match. Jericho needs some time away. I'm just going to say that. Jericho was crucial. He was the linchpin for the first year of AEW. But at this point, and you made this point too, I think they were counting on not having him because he was going to go on tour with Fozzie. And then the Hell Plague kit. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just like... After the stuff they've been doing, I feel like it'd be better if like he took a break and then came back and then people could be Could you imagine excited the pop? again? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that match and it just it was there to set up inner circle infighting because next week there's gonna be an ultimatum. Like if they can't get along, then inner circle is gonna be broken up forever. I hope this is well done. I hope this doesn't turn into another fucking Vegas segment because my heart can't take it. Not only that, my heart doesn't have the tolerance for it, especially after how great the last part of the night was. I, know, I can't I tolerate like it. Everything's going to have to up its game now. Everything's going to have to be upped. Yes. Um. Then next we have the Britt Baker match versus Layla Hirsch. Ugh. Can, can I just say here? What? You've got your MMA tough girl get submitted in her first major televised match during 
Yeah, I don't think she did MMA. I think she was like an actual like wrestler wrestler. But they're building her up as being that Ronda Rousey style yeah. legitimate athlete. And you have, not only do you have her lose, which, okay, whatever. Britt Baker could have done some fuckery, right? Yeah, it is like something that she's like an actual wrestler and they had her submit lose on the mat. So she's dead. She's dead in the water now. No, she's not dead in the water. I would just like to see. I think she could seem like a real force if they let it happen. Um, yeah. So, and then after that, it was just this match was just to set up Thunder Rosa and uh, Britt. So that was that. It was a clusterfuck. They tried to do the thing at the end where, oh, here come the refs and here come the agents, but it just wasn't working for me. Yeah, I just. And then. I don't really want to get into this because I feel like every week I'm making the same fucking complaints. So I'm going to just do it quick and dirty. All right. But here, I'm going to I'm going to preempt you. Why is Cody Rhodes still coming out last? Why is he coming out after the champion, after the man who beat him? Yeah. Uh, Let me I'll just get through quick. We have Darby and Cody. Darby comes out before Cody. Cody has his long fucking I'm the king of the world entrance that I get secondhand embarrassment every single time I see it. He comes out. King of the world. Starks and Hobbs come out with Taz. Um, here's how the match goes. Darby gets fucking ragdolled by Hobbs and Starks. They keep him away from Cody. So pretty much... Darby gets very little offense and just getting his ass beat. He eventually makes his way to the corner so Cody can get the hot fucking hero tag and come in. And then Cody's doing his thing. He's getting all the offense in now. When he goes up onto the turnbuckle in his corner, Darby blind tags and then Cody bravely mm. sacrifices himself. To dive out and keep Hobbs out of the ring so Darby can hit the coffin drop on Starks for the win. So, let me just sum it up for you real quick. Darby gets his ass beat. Cody comes in for the save. And then he's the hero that sacrifices himself to allow the TNT champion to fucking get the pin. And, uh, my question is, why... Why any of it? Sometimes I just want to scream. Could we not? Darby hasn't even defended this belt yet. Why not couldn't once. we just have had an amazing Darby, Ricky Starks match? That would have been fucking awesome. Just you know let why. those two. You I know, know why. why. Here's what I. Here's what it is. Cody. The Darby is his little project where he can be like, look at me. Look at me, the EVP, putting over young talent. Even though I'm the best and I'm the king, I allow him to carry my belt. And Cody views Darby as a belt pillow. And I just, seriously, I'm so sick of this every single week. I'm really sick of it. But, fuck it, because Sting comes out, and it fucking washed that all away for me. Sting saved this whole thing. I just, I don't understand it. But Sting came out, so, cool. And, uh, as far as the Sting thing, I just want to say, ha ha, fuck you WWE, triple chef's kiss to Sting.
He One deserves it. Then we get a Sheeta interview backstage where she, she says she's not afraid of Abaddon, but then she hears a noise and then scurries off. Way to make your women's champ look like a fucking weakling. Here's what I have to say about it. Abaddon is my AEW women's champ. I fucking have been amazed by Abaddon since I first saw her on Dark. I couldn't believe it. She's so fucking cool. I love Abaddon. Please make her the champ. And we were discussing this a little bit, and I just want to put this out there. I showed you Abaddon without makeup. Abaddon, mm -hmm. if she chose to, probably could just be, you know, that generically attractive women's wrestler on television. Mm-hmm. Props to her for saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to do something freaky because this is fun and this is going to make me stand out. Yeah. Abaddon is hot. Yeah. Either way, honestly. <laughs> you. I like, I like the zombie makeup too. You freak. <laughs> Abaddon is so fucking cool. She's my favorite. Please make her the champ. She's going to be on the show next week, so... Like, that's the first time I've seen something where it's like, oh, for the women's division next week, and I'm actually excited. Until they get to Impact. Oh. Uh, Impact has a legit women's division, so I'm very excited. I really am hoping and praying that Tony Khan bought Impact on the down low. And Even we're going to find didn't out. Buy it, as long as they're working together. That's all I care about. I mean, they've established that they're willing to do different companies' titles on television. Yeah. So, what if they bought? What if they bought Impact and they buy NWA? I would love that. WWE. I'd like it if they if he owned them but kept them separate. Yes. Oh, oh you mean not like brand warfare once a year? Ugh! Don't even don't even talk about that. And then, um, after that, we're getting ready for the main event. We get our Moxley promo, which was fucking giving me goosebumps. I don't know why. Like, the Sting thing was already too much for me. And then, like, this Moxley promo was making me feel sick all over again. Because his promos are just fucking grade A. He talks about how he's bitch-slapped the wrestling world across the mouth. He says he and Kenny are the best. I was just fucking ready to go. This was great. Don Callis comes out. On commentary, Ugh. Justin Roberts gets out in the ring to announce him he's wearing a fucking tux. Kenny. This felt like Ugh. WrestleMania. This felt better than WrestleMania. This felt like, holy shit, this is a moment. This. And we had no idea. This is so important. Yeah, we didn't even know about the impact thing at this point. It was just... Just this match. Like, I seriously, I can't even wrap my mind. Like, at one point during the match, I was like, I cannot believe we get to see these two wrestle each other. Because just a couple of years ago, that did not seem like it would ever be within the realm of possibility. And you get to see them for free mm -hmm. for the world championship. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I know. That alone would have <sighs> been enough. But surprise, you get to see the biggest swerve in 20 years. Yeah. Kenny has an amazing entrance. No cleaner girls tonight. It's He's a, all business. It's a big fucking deal. Moxley comes out from all the way in the fucking dressing rooms. He makes his way. And... Can I just say, though? The hmm. second I saw Kenny, I knew. 
You knew he was winning? I knew. Kenny's winning. He had that vibe. He had that look. Mm. That twinkle in his little weeaboo eye. And, like, I don't know, should... I took a ton of notes on this, but I don't even know if I want to it do doesn't a matter. play by play. It doesn't matter. I, can can we just just go watch the fucking match? It's, go watch it. It's long. Tony actually Tony Khan got permission from TNT to run along, and when this when they were in the ring, it, there was already still half hour of the show left. I mean, this was a long match. It with a big match feel, and great storytelling. Great back and forth. And I can't say how great having Don Callis basically cost John Moxley the title and then run back, just scurrying back like a little shit bug with Kenny Omega mm-hmm. through the back, having the entire roster there to boo him and call him a piece of shit. And even even Tony Khan first at the gate saying bullshit yeah well let me just like say how the ending happens Mm. i mean i'm skipping i'm skipping a lot here people so you need to go fucking watch it watch this match because i'm not gonna do a play by play just go watch it but near the end they're on the outside and because it's fucking 40 degrees in jacksonville which is like how the hell does i didn't even know it got that cold there they have heaters around the ring for the crowd Moxley hits a paradigm shift into the heater. Kenny hits his head on the concrete. He gets surrounded by the doctor. He gets surrounded by refs checking on him. Don Callis runs over to check on him. But Mox comes back out, grabs him, gets him in the ring. He's punching him in the head. And uh, uh, Callis has a mic. Grabs a mic. And he's saying, Kenny hit his head. He's trying to get him to stop. He's hurt. Moxie goes over, fucking knocks Callus one. Knocks his little uh, soup flower out. Yeah, it exploded. And uh, the mic ends up in the ring. When the ref is distracted, Kenny hits Mox with the mic. Splits him open. Mox comes up bleeding. Kenny pulls down his knee pad. Four V-triggers. Four V-triggers. And to the front of the head, to the back of the head, in the corner. Kenny is a video game nerd, and he is spamming finishing moves like he's playing SmackDown. Then he hits the finisher. The fucking one-winged angel. And I thought, if Mox loses this, he's going to at least kick out of one one one-winged angel. That didn't happen. Granted, the four... V triggers beforehand. And the mic shot, which cut him open. Protects him. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Moxley does not come out of this damaged in any way. Like. Which is amazing. Yeah. Like, nobody comes out of this looking bad. So. Commentary is calling this the Don Callis screw job. Yeah, because you don't really realize it's a screw job until Callis. Because you just think Callis is protecting him. But then when he grabs Kenny to rush him out, then it's like, wait a second. This was fucking planned. This was, this was all fucking a screw job. This was an execution. He grabs Kenny. Kenny heads for the heel tunnel. But Don is like, no, no, and guides him into the face tunnel. He's pulling him back. Tony Khan is at 
gorilla position. Shouts. Screaming. Bullshit. He gets pulled in the back. The, the roster is back there screaming at him. And like I said before, he gets pulled into the parking lot. Marvez is there. He announces the impact thing. They get an SUV, and that SUV fucking whips out of there. That whips a shitty out it of there. It whipped a shitty <laughs> right out. I was going to say that because I thought that was too hillbilly, but nope. if you're going to say it, yeah. So that was the fucking show. Winter done came. It done came for your Winter ass. came. Um, Stud of the night, Kenny. Or Stan. I'm going to disagree with you. Who's the stud of the night? The stud of the night here is Tony Khan. Because this is fourth dimensional chess. This is, without a shadow of a doubt, the most conniving, shrewd move in wrestling business I don't in see it years. that way. I don't see it as conniving and shrewd. I see it as Tony's a fan. He wants to make awesome moments but to pull this for the off, fans. To pull this off in an industry that has traditionally been so guarded and so territorial. This, Literally. <laughs> yeah. This, honestly, to me, is on the level of Vince McMahon eliminating the territories as he built WWF. This is... I'm not saying it's going to lead to that, but it very well could. Oh, this is like... So Tony said a bit ago that I don't remember exactly what the tweet was, but something about how change the landscape. Yeah, and everyone shit on him. It's like, oh, you mean just Pack is back? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Cornette was like, um, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah, he really changed it. Yeah, they're all fucking eating their words now. Wrestling has not been this interesting in twenty years. This is historical, and granted, they have a. They have a hell of a follow-up to do now. Like, they've got to keep this running. Yeah, they, everything, the they, bar has to be raised. They have to deliver, but this this was a nuclear bomb. Yeah. So, Tony Khan. Stud of the night for me. But also Sting and Kenny. Absolutely. I know we don't pick more than one stud, but... Everyone's a stud. You're a, a stud. <laughs> You're a stud. You're a stud. The real stud was the journey we took along the way. Oh... I love that we're realizing that. I love that journey for us. And I don't even want to pick a dud of the night because I just feel like I don't even want to be negative. You all know who the dud of the night is. I'm not going to get into it. We can't nominate him. I Like, seriously, I'm not picking a dud of the night because I don't want to I'm be gonna negative. I'm going to pick a dud of the night. No, I don't want to be negative. This is a great show. Let's just leave it. For me, the dud of the night. Oh, my God. Why don't you just do what I say? Because... Because <laughs> you're a fucking human with your own yeah. free will. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Fine, pick a dud. I'm not picking one. Because I'm a nice, good person. Yeah. Who's happy and optimistic about everything that's happened. Yeah, that's what you are. Pick a dud. Hurry up. The dud of the night for me This is taking too long. The acclaimed. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. The Wait, listen. how did we miss that? <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's just say they're I'm not into their slam poetry. Fine, we'll leave it at that. Um, all right, that was correct opinions on wrestling. It's been a historic night. Historic, like, I really want to see how the landscape changes. Thank you for bringing back Sting. Thank you for working with other companies. This is insane. What, what if, what if Tony Khan gathers other wrestling companies like Infinity Stones into a gauntlet? And I'm here for it as long as he doesn't lose his mind with power. 
God, I hope not. All right. That's it. See you next week. Bye.